The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Well, the Chicago talk shows will have plenty to talk about. Our buddy Tom Waddle, former Bear. They'll be taking lots of calls about that decision. Right when I forgot about that. Yes. You're still, still red-assed about that. Oh, yeah. You know, like, Bajan's going to light it up. The Disney movie's going to be in pre-production. He's going to throw for three touchdowns, no interceptions. One of my good friends back in Chicago is also an undrafted free agent, Tom Waddle, probably appreciating the performance by the show quarterback. And on his radio show on Monday, I'm sure all the callers are going to be talking about it as well. Glad to see it's not bothering you. (laughs) It's bringing him in right now. He is uh, the voice of Sunday Night Football and the premier voice of all play-by-play guys out there. He is Mike Tirico, and he joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Mike, how are you? Oh, you guys made me laugh. I needed that this afternoon. Is there is there anything better than a gift that keeps giving? Really, seriously. It really is. For me, it's the greatest <laughs> gift of all. <laughs> Good to hear your voices, boys. How we doing? We're, we're great. Better. Um, we're doing better, aren't we? How's the football season treated you so far? Has it been good? We have not talked to you since it started. Yeah, we haven't talked. It has been a good season so far. It, you know, we, we've had uh, we had a couple of big time games that didn't turn out to be you know classics. Like the Eagles Miami game was pretty good, uh, you know, but Philly was clearly a notch better. Miami's offensive line wasn't right last week, and I thought we had you know one of the big time games in Dallas San Francisco that turned out to be a dud. I I don't think Dallas is as good as we thought. Maybe. I'd say of the teams we've seen, you know, San Francisco's lost two games close in the last two weeks. But the teams I've seen in person, you know, it, it's KC, Philly, San Francisco inside the velvet rope right now. Um, Detroit, Seattle on the NFC side. Miami on the AFC side belong in that conversation. I haven't seen Baltimore yet, but I think they're there. And, and then I think there's a little bit of gap of separation. But it's been a good, it's been a good season. I think we're going to see everybody lose a few and, uh, just be hot and healthy in December. Where is uh, the Tyson Bajan story on your radar for this Sunday night as far as uh, all the stories go? At, at, that's story number one. Let, let's just be, we're we're long, long, long time friends. How long have you guys done this show now? Four million years. <laughs> it feels like yeah. for him. In Waddle years, yes. Almost 17 years, if you could believe it. Yeah, so I, I would say like, we, 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 all, we all go back to... Uh, uh, they were who we thought they were a game in 06. So we've been doing this for more than a minute together. So just just as friends, I'd say it's probably the thing that has me the most excited about this game. Yeah. It really is because you just don't see it. Now you see undrafted guys pop on the radar. You see free agents pop on the radar. But there's no way that you think a month and a half into the season, an undrafted Division II player is going to be starting, let alone kind of fall into a primetime game on national TV. So, yeah, it's, it's very, very intriguing. I think it's the most interesting aspect of the game nationally. Like, can this kid actually go out and do this again? And if so, what does that say? What does it mean? And it's just a really cool story of a guy – in a day and age when college football is as saturated as ever on television, a guy that most people can honestly say we never saw him play college football um, and then show up 
here and win a couple NFL games. So I, I think for me, it's probably right at the top of the list going into Sunday night. Mike, what do your eyes tell you if you've had a chance to watch him quite a bit? And what do do the guys that in the NFL universe that you trust, what are they saying about him? So I, I bailed on my normal Sunday, which is, uh, well, I shouldn't say totally bailed. Usually my Sunday is kind of settling for the early games, the noon central games, and watch and just enjoy football while I'm doing my notes. Uh, for our game, and you, we usually leave leave for the stadium after the early games, before the late games. And I just said, I just want to see this. Like, in case this is this is good, I want to see the whole thing play out. So I watched every snap of the game, and I've gone back subsequently, and our group reviews the games before we go see the team the next week. So I, I've watched it a couple of times, and I'm still with my first impression. Quarterback. Guy knows what he's doing. Yep. He, there was urgency out of his drop. I, I don't want to get too football nerdy because I'm not a football guy. I just play one on TV every once in a while. Like urgency in his drop, decisiveness, looked around, like option, 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 check down, right? Not there, not there, check, taken off. Like the game completely functioned. You know what he looked like? He looked like a guy who's dropped back to pass thousands of times in practice in games, and that's exactly what he is. Yes. And he just adapted everything he's done to the speed and the knowledge that it takes in the NFL. Now, a couple of things. His arm's not huge. The Raiders were sleepwalking through that game a little bit. But I'm going to say just as a whole, not just him, the Bears look better in the game and then better on tape than I thought they were going into last Sunday. Our boss, Danny Zetterman, believes that his father, Travis, is our version of taylor swift do you guys have some stuff lined up for sunday night involving his dad who is quite the character yeah the arm wrestler but plans plans have been in place i'll tell you what so so that we they're they're being formed i don't know where we're going to end up with them i I did not hear the update on those those conversations today um i know what we were talking about in our uh, pre-meeting on wednesdays that we usually do I, i will say this i I pride myself on knowing minutia in sports. I did not know that arm wrestling has left arm and right arm championships. Yes. I did, I, did you guys know that before this week? Did not, but that makes him no. an even badder man. No, we knew, well, we knew, knew this in spring. Like, we did not know this before the spring. Right. It's when right. He, but when you he knew left arm, right arm? You, you, not just the 28. You knew that there was a, a mix of left and right in yeah. there? Yes. Yeah. That's when we I, learned it. Yes. I'm old enough to remember Wide World of Sports used to carry as a winter staple the uh, the wrist wrestling championships from Petaluma, California. So I knew that, but I, I didn't know the separation. But look, the, here's here's the whole thing. What, what what is this? This this is multiple levels of interest. The main one for our audience on a Sunday night that is skewing a little bit less uh, C gap three technique and a little bit more national picture and storyline of the game and tell me about the people. This is a great story. This isn't anybody can do it story. This is the NFL can find you wherever you are and that there's a place for everyone. And if you do it the right way, there's hope and belief. It, it really is cool. You don't want to get Pollyanna about it. It was one game, but if it's a second game, 
then it becomes a, one of those things you'll talk about for a little while, which is kind of fun to be a part of. So um, you, Tom Thayer, who does uh, the games mm-hmm. on our radio yeah. station, obviously an, an 85 Super Bowl champion, a right. longtime voice of the Bears, he called it wrist wrestling, too. You just made that reference. Is it has it been known other than arm wrestling? Is you you wrist wrestling? Is that what they the used to champ- call it? The championships in Petaluma that were on Wide World of Sports, unless I am wrong, were the wrist wrestling championships. So that that is what I remember as a kid. So again, I'm now old. I'm in my mid fifties, so my my memory has died a little bit. But I do remember it being called that. Just like fair, yeah. yeah. Despite your advanced age, are you a Swifty as well? Yeah. Oh, I, I I was that Sunday night. Yes, I mean I was all I was all in in the Meadowland. I was you know, <laughs> doing doing very see. Here was the deal with that game. So one of my best friends on the planet is Ian Eagle. We went to Syracuse together. Ian interned for me for a couple of years before he started his incredible career. Um, he he's my guy. We we text or talk every couple of weeks um, all year round, not just football season. So Ian was the one who first went into the briar patch of a Taylor Swift song title on a Kelsey play, right? And then the next week, it just got worn out because the game was in Kansas City, and Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson had it for Fox, and they did a good job. It was just really cool. So now we're like, okay, we got to do something here. So I'm thinking, I can't do the song titles because that's, that's easy. And by the end of the pregame shows on Sunday, if Taylor's in New York, everybody will max out the song titles. So I, I listened to I, I listened to Taylor Swift uh, essentials for about four days, and I pulled five lines, and I I got three of the five lines in the game, and if people heard them, that was great, and if it didn't, it didn't make any noise. So I know a few Swifties who know my kids or whatever. They're like, "Hey, we caught that. We caught that line." Like, okay, good. Not not overdoing it. It's great for the league. It's great. We got people watching and caring. Uh, who otherwise wouldn't give a darn about the NFL, so it's all good. Well, what do you say to the people? So you've done NFL games for years and years, Monday night football, now Sunday night football. What do you say to the guys who tune into football each and every week, don't care about Taylor Swift, and now Taylor's taking over their Sunday games, and they're pissed? What do you say to those people? Great, great, awesome question. I'm going to tell you exactly what I said to our group that I thought our philosophy should be. It was just my opinion. We have 20 million viewers on a regular basis on Sunday night. And those are our 20 million loyals. And don't ever do anything to disenfranchise them, to lose them, to insult them. But we also have a couple million people who, this was right in the middle. This is the first, second game she's at, right? And in New York, and big buildup for it. So those couple million people, let's not insult them. Let's just make them feel welcome. And we'll give them a little bit, but not take away from the football. And I watched the game back. If you go back through our Kansas City Jets game, there's not one XO thing that you missed by showing Taylor Swift. It's as much of an impact as it would be showing Jerry Jones in a Cowboys game. Right? (laughs) So, no, seriously, when you pop Jerry up in the game, what do you do? You're not showing a replay of the guard pulling on a three-yard game. Right. You don't get every play. There, There was no XO point in the game that was sacrificed for Taylor Swift. We showed her a couple, I think like once a quarter, give or take, right? And usually and a couple times out of commercial when nothing's going on. So instead of a beauty shot of the Statue of Liberty, you saw Taylor Swift in the box. So if, if it becomes constant, yeah, I got it. 
it's an easy thing to complain about. I don't think anyone's production. I did not watch the entirety of the CBS game this past week. I don't think anybody's production has left a football point on the side of the road to show Taylor Swift. Um, you know, in a, we showed her on a, after they scored a touchdown, we showed her going to replay, going to commercial after two replays, which is, which replaced a, a reaction shot from a player, you know, in the end zone. I don't think that takes away from the essence of the broadcast or your knowledge of what's going on. Our job is always this. I always say this over and over document the game, inform the audience, entertain the people who are watching in that order. Always. And I don't think any documentation or information was pushed to the side of the road because the most popular entertainer on the planet right now was in the stadium. Because you've just put this in my brain. Now yeah. I want to see Jerry Jones in a choreographed celebration dance with somebody <laughs> right. in the booth. With Steven. Yes. Yes. How about that? That, 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 that was pretty good. I, I think Brittany Mahomes fame has gone yes. up. By you know, by by being one of the the you're not really a Swifty if you're doing the dance moves with her. So yes. it's look, people are talking, people are watching and talking about the league. As football fans, that's great because so many new people are interested, and maybe they'll like the sport, and that's a good thing. It really is. That's why this thing is going that way, and baseball is just in a flat spot. Right. You know, it's uh, just reality. Football's hot, so. Welcome people into our tent. On this topic, I hate to be Debbie Downer, but I was complaining last, not this past week, because I thought I was a little more entertained by it this week. (laughs) Two weeks ago, though, Mike, I came in here like a grumpy old man, bitching and moaning about how bad the the product is. It's poorly coached. It's poorly played. It's poorly officiated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is is the league okay? Am I just my old and tired? Uh, we all are, but it's okay. You know, it, being old is better than the alternative, so that's, that's okay. True. That's a good point. Look, um, yeah, th- there are games you watch. They're like, eh, this isn't this isn't all that great. I I, th- I think like three things are happening to to me. Uh, scoring's down a bit. Why is scoring down a bit? I talked to Jason Kelsey at length about this last week in our production meeting. You know, a lot of people are just playing safer defenses. A lot of people just part. You know rotate to too high, get two guys back, keep a lid on it, make them go 11 plays. There'll be a, a holding or a false start or a fumble or a missed snap or something, and then they'll punt it away. So scoring's down. I think the other thing is the offensive linemen barely hit. There's so little contact that the cohesiveness of offensive lines Amen. take a long time. And where does that show? The freaks who are rushing the passer – now are freakier than ever before, and there are more of them, and they're coming from a variety of places. So that's why sacks are up in the league, too. That's a significant thing. So this whole thing is doing that. And then one more thing. like We lost a bunch of veteran quarterbacks pretty quickly here. And now you got to look. More teams do not have a, well, here's a young quarterback who we think is the guy, but we're not totally sure. And that doesn't lead to the greatest play on offense. So I think all those things in the bucket together is why it doesn't feel as good as it should. But I think we're starting to see the separation. We now know the teams that are starting to look like the teams you want to see play the highest level of football. 
Mike Tirico joining us. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. You still live in the Ann Arbor area, correct? I do. I do. So what What do you Sylvie's make? Sylvie's coming over tonight. No, I'm not. I'm far <laughs> away. You have nothing to worry about, Mike. Uh, what do you, Anytime. What do you make about the uh, Jim Harbaugh story, and do you believe that this is enough to push him back into the National Football League? Now, I don't listen to a ton of talk radio, one, because I don't get you guys every day, but um, in all seriousness, I'm, you know, I'm doing stuff during the week, so I'm not listening to a lot of it. But I have listened to local sports talk the last – this morning I had to go somewhere and this afternoon I just got back from running some errands. It's unbelievable. I, it, it, to listen to it is hysterical because it's either this is absolutely nothing, it's a witch hunt against Michigan, or – Oh my gosh! This is the worst thing ever. They should just shut the program down. Right? It's just—it's so polarizing right now. Um, the opinions of fans. It's a fascinating case study in fandom uh, to listen to. Hey, is it the? Do people try to steal signs? Yes. Have people pushed the limit or even done things breaking the rules to steal signs? Yes. Will it happen again? Yes. Is this a lot? Yeah, it is. If, if all of this is that's in the Washington Post story is correct, if there's a network of coordinated appearances, flights, if, if you've gone to 40 games to surreptitiously use a cell phone to videotape the other team's signals, if you've gone to Ohio State eight times and broken the rules of video scouting and scouting in person with somebody who you're employing, that's happened eight or you've paid for their tickets. If that paper trail goes back to the university, back to football funds, back to anybody in the coaching staff, that's a big problem. There are people here who believe that Jim Harbaugh won't coach at Michigan next year. I had their first game. I thought he was more comfortable here than he had been at any point during his tenure. Um, and I, I, I think his kids are comfortable here. I, I thought I walked away feeling like, this thing is rolling. I don't know if he's going to flirt with the NFL again this year. After the, all this stuff, one, I don't know. And two, does this make him less attractive to anybody in the NFL if, this, if, if any of this stuff is true? That's the I think that's question. a factor in this as well. Yeah. I, I mean, I go back to who was it? Who, who is, I mean, what was the last? It had to be Pete Carroll. Coming from what USC and then going to to Seattle. My to guess, Seattle. Yeah, yeah. My guess, Mike, is is that. They'll talk about it. They'll say all the right things. But if you think that Jim Harbaugh can come to your organization in the National Football League and he's the right guy to get you to where you want to go, you're going to hire him. You, yeah, you know, and and the difference with him, he's not the guy from college coming back to the pros because he took a team to the Super Bowl. Right, right. I I for, I, I believe in my heart of hearts that a couple of things are driving him, and I've never had this conversation, nor am I close enough with him to broach this subject. But this is just observational. Uh, I, his brother won the Super Bowl. He beat him, right? So what are the only two things that can scratch that itch? Go back to the NFL and win a Super Bowl or win a college championship and be a national championship at your alma mater where you'll be revered forever if you did that. If that doesn't happen or if he feels like it can't happen, then getting back to the NFL to take one more shot at winning a Super Bowl so you can do what your brother did to me that, you know, I know they're, they're brothers, they love each other, but they're rivals. You know, that's always been the case. And 
I think Jim really, really itches to do it because John did it, especially by the fact that he beat him in that Super Bowl that the lights went out in New Orleans. Crazy. Uh, uh, two random questions before we yes. let you go. These are totally off the beaten path. Well, One, uh, our Bulls opened yesterday, and they were yes. so bad in the second half that yes. the, the players closed the yes. locker room door and they did a players-only meeting after yes. the opener. In all your years of covering sports, have you ever heard of a players-only meeting after opening night? Why we love sports, because you never know what you're going to see for the first time. Never heard that. Never heard that in my life. But, but you know what? Credit credit to Billy. Like, okay, that's that's the deal. What, what's good, guys? You got it. You know, if this is where you feel like you are opening night, and you don't want it to fester, that's that's okay. That's fine. It's it's a bad look, but it might not be the worst thing because at least it starts dialogue of concern amongst individuals who care from the start. Now, is it great fodder for you guys? And for <laughs> one thousand, here's Halloween a few days early. Here's all the candy you want. But I've never heard of it before. Yeah, too bad the Bulls are the uh, candy corn of candy, though. That, that's the problem. <laughs> They're the candy corn of NBA teams. Secondly, uh, today's the 15 year anniversary of Mike Singletary's "Can't Do It" rant. <laughs> And then you, and you brought up the Denny Green rant, and and, uh, and, and we've we've told the backstory before you came up again yeah. about how he told that in the production meeting. We did a topic based on these rants. What sports rant do you use in your everyday life or or language the most? Is there a quote from a sports rant that you wow. use in your life or with your buddies with the text chain the most, yeah. just in everyday life? I, I I am very partial to they are who we thought they were. Yeah. I, I'm very, very partial to that. But, um, you know, I, I, I giggle and laugh. You know, playoffs playoffs is the one that I may say out loud more than any other. Uh, you go back to Jim Morris. That, that was pretty cool. Um, playoffs or practice probably gets said the most. Uh, but the one I'm partial to is is the Denny Green, is it, which which I have a postscript to the to the backstory. I'm at an event in Washington, D.C., I think it was. I forget where. I'm at an event last month, and a woman comes up to say hi, and it's Denny Green's daughter. Oh, my goodness. And she's just like, I just wanted to meet you. My dad was very fond of you. Like, oh, I was very fond of your dad. I'm like, she t- he told me this story that you've told about this, and we went back through the whole story of the Cardinals-Bears 06 Monday night football game. It was, it was kind of cool. It was a weird, bizarre, like, I don't know what she does. I don't know why she was there. It's a big group of people, but uh, – it's it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's awesome. That's awesome. It's, uh, it's great to catch up with you, and uh, we can't wait for the Waddle shout-out on yeah, Sunday night. I can't wait, Mike. I, I, I look forward to it. Be, did I do that on Sunday night football or on Monday night? Because I no, want to make sure that I, It was Bears-Packers on it was, Sunday night, yes. Yeah. It was Bears-Packers on Sunday night. Are you kidding yeah. me? He Last wakes year, up, yeah. He wakes up every I've morning got, yeah. and curses I've it. got a journal, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm honored to be in that position in life. So you guys are the best. See you, Keep Mike. It up. Thanks, Mike. You're, You're the boys. best. Thanks. There's Mike Tirico, Sunday Night Football. He truly is the Fantastic. best. We love – he used to be a, a weekly with us yeah. years ago, and then he got too big. Yeah. Where he's too just, busy. He, too busy. I understand. We just love shooting the you-know-what with him. He's the best. And he's one of the great guys there is. All right, uh, don't forget, one of the last calls for Would You Rather – uh, again, hashtag at WS. Would you rather send them to Tyler Aki at Tyler Aki underscore and like CR Bevins 11 
on on Twitter. Did I get it that time? Yes, you did. Very Is there good. any underscores or anything with that? No, too? nothing like that. No asterisks or anything? No, I avoided <laughs> all of it. Um, so get that. And if you want to weigh in on our topics, the Bulls uh, and <laughs> players only thing, their opening night or the the rant that you quote the most, 312-332-3776. We're guest-free the rest of the way, so we have plenty of time for your calls. Football, horse racing, burgers, beer, and so much more. Have a winning weekend at newly remodeled Club Hawthorne Betting Bars featuring cash betting at PointsBet Sportsbooks. Find a location near you at HawthorneBettingBars.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER to get help. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Do, da, dippity. You can go with this or you can go with that. You can go with this or you can go with that. I think you can go with this. This is kind of fat. I'm looking at Adam Johns' tweet. What did he do? He said, uh, Bears cornerback Jalen Johnson said today the contract negotiations were moving slowly. Quote, you can throw some numbers at somebody and just hope they take anything, but that's not what I'm looking to do. I'm looking for respect and security at the end of the day. So basically what he's telling you is is the offer that they've given him doesn't meet his requirements. Yeah, so it, looks, it sounds like they were talking to him and, and they're far apart. You wonder if that will make a difference at the trade deadline, which is Tuesday. But uh, that's, so that's from Johns. Uh, just I want now. Jalen Johnson on my team next year. Yeah, I know. And I thought Courtney brought up a great point. And if you missed it, you can grab that on the ESPN Chicago app that um, you can't do that often where you take younger players and just trade them without really hurting the demeanor of that locker room. No doubt. And you've got you to gotta build. Like, you call this, I think it's interesting. Um, even though it's a rebuild from the start, you call this year one of the rebuild. No question. Last year was the, year, was the teardown. Well, they, everyone expected to lose last year, right, including right, myself. Right. So, like, last year was known as the teardown in your book, and this year was year one of the rebuild. Yes. So, uh, I find that interesting. I and- want him... Yeah, listen, I, in a perfect world, you trade him and get a high draft pick and you re-sign him in the offseason. I get it. That would be a perfect world. But we don't live in a perfect world. What I would like for them to do is come to terms on a contract that shows him that they value him. I don't believe he's the best cornerback in the National Football League. So if he's holding out to be paid as the best cornerback in the National Football League, I understand why Ryan Poles would not want to do that. But my hope is is that you can find common ground with him because I think he's 24, be 25 next year. He's a guy that I think has has played well. The interception totals prior to last week's game weren't what you wanted them to be. But I think a lot of the other metrics that people use to grade cornerback play – has been very favorable to him. Yep. Eberflus says he's been working on those uh, takeaways. Yeah. Uh, Taylor in Hyde Park, one of my favorite callers. Taylor, you're on ESPN 1000. What's on your mind? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? We're well, good. Give us a moment because we're going to go out back and have a players-only meeting. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is crazy. Like, I got three. Obviously, I'm excited. This is the NBA. This is you know my favorite sport in the entire world. So I'm really excited about this week and whatnot. I got three quick points. First point, ESPN really screwed the pooch when they got rid of Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. I mean, that was the best broadcast team in the history of the league. Why would you get rid of that team to listen to an unbearable, raspy Doc Rivers? 
Makes no sense to me. I got to watch those games on mute. Second thing, what the heck are the Bulls doing? Having a, a players-only meeting after the first game? What were they doing all offseason? I mean, <laughs> no clue. What, 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 isn't that when you're supposed to, you know, go to Miami and get to know each other and go to dinner and, you know, wives meet wives and, you know, work on the one-on-one games and train with the Kimo Lajuan? What were they doing all offseason? Like, that's, just, that's, that's, that's a horrible, horrible locker room. They have a players-only meeting after game one. And then my last point, watching, you know, the monster, the phenom, Victor Wimbenyama. He has 16 points, a great, or 15 points, whatever he had. It was a great showing, but it goes to show you there's levels to greatness. LeBron James, 20 years ago, 25 points. All right, again, here we go. Here we go. Levels to this greatness. He had 20, what did he have? He had 21 in 27 or 28 minutes in the opener against the Nugs, too. LeBron's still yeah, in year 21. 20 years LeBron's later, awesome. Still doing, he's still doing 20 and, and Yeah, you know, LeBron, and look, seven. LeBron is a, one of the two or three greatest players in NBA history. Wembenyama is only like would love to be considered a top 10 player by the end of this. Of course. I like Wemby. I think he will be great. All I'm saying is there's levels to it today. You know, I did buy his jersey, so I am going to be a fan of his moving forward. As LeBron ages out the league, Wimby will be kind of my new guy. But I'm I'm just still public. Slow the, slow the roll just a little bit. You should buy level to this greatness. You should buy his jersey in the size that he has to wear and that see is where, good. how they you wear only it. Only sell that only size. Only sell yeah. it in his size. It'll, it'll be a dress. Yeah. <laughs> is he still growing too? Like, I mean, or is what's he Who seven knows? six? Is he at seven six at this point? Seven five, seven six. Crazy. I hope he's. he's I, I hope he continues to grow. He would. They didn't play him a ton. What did they play him? Twenty four minutes. So for his first game to score fifteen or sixteen, I think he only played like twenty four minutes. Let me check that out. He's must see TV these days, isn't he? Like like Connor Bedard. Like if you're a basketball fan, you want to watch him play. Yes. He's my only buzz for the NBA season. I, I really cannot get interested in this NBA season aside from I'm Victor with you, And I'm a basketball guy, Tyler. 23 minutes. Devin Booker's not playing tonight. 23 minutes. Devin Booker's now not playing tonight. I don't know if it's a real injury or not. They've listed him, I think, with a foot injury. He's but got a it, foot. But is that is that to get around the whole you know, uh, what do they call it now? What, what's the load management, load management? Load management thing? I don't, I don't, like, and it's exhausting. Can I just tune in the league and, and see the players play? Doncic played all 30, played 34 minutes yeah, last night. Yeah. Played a lot. Scored 33 points. Him and Kyrie both. Kyrie did he have a played 36. Kyrie played 36, yes. And uh, Doncic had a triple-double. Yeah. Um, what do we got here? Let me go to, I'm seeing who's been on hold for a long time. Alex in Westmont. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Alex? Hey, how's it going, guys? Alex. We're good. Uh, well, a couple things. Have the Bulls changed from last season? No, not really. No. I mean, they got a couple extra role guys, but... Corey Craig came into town to drop threes on you. Yeah. Right? Well, Did he drop threes is... or a three? No, he hit his first two or three oh, last two or three. night. What are you talking about? What's his name? Carter hit a three. He did as well. Yeah, he hit a three. Yes. That's the one who hit a three. Hey. 
My other question is, why is Zach Levine sitting on the bench if he's your max player? He had a, he had foul trouble. He had nine fouls in the first quarter. And then my last point is, you look at Milwaukee and you look at Boston. They make moves. They make deals. And the Bulls bring everybody back. They sign Javon Carter, Torian Craig. And then you re-sign Ayo Dushumu, who sits on the bench and doesn't even play. I know. Yeah, Alex, all, all three valid points. It, it, it's very true. It's Listen, what, what Tori- AK is, is, is thinking is absolutely crazy. Torrey Craig was your player of the game. He shot three of four from behind the arc. He had seven rebounds and an assist. He had 11 points on the night. He is your Chicago Bulls Dunkin' Donuts player of the game. Was he really? No, I just made that up. Oh, but, but that was, he was pretty really good the by only, you. only three. Again, seven rebounds and 11 points okay. on three of four from behind the arc. He's a role player. He was their best player last night. It's not saying a lot. Like it, it, you shouldn't. You should be embarrassed to do a players-only meeting, especially after all the drama you went through with the locker room at the beginning of last year with Zach. What's equally embarrassing is is that Vooch, a player that you just gave an extension or a new contract to, is on the sideline yapping with Billy Donovan in, in game one. Where, where do I have that? Well, I talked to him about it, but I mean. You know, I think he, whether he was frustrated not touching the ball, the way we were playing offensively, because I, I, I certainly could see it too. But, you know, like I told him, you know, I went, you know, listen, I, I've said this before, I think confrontation's good. You know, I think it's healthy, I think it's good, and I got all the respect in the world for Vooch, and, you know, he felt a certain way, and I kind of said what I felt, you know. Um, and, you know, he's probably not wrong for feeling the way he did. But how do you channel that in a way that kind of galvanizes the group and lifts them up, you know? And, um, you know, in the moment, you know, maybe I could have handled it better with him and maybe he could have handled it better bo- uh, with, with me. It wasn't anything disrespectful or anything else. I think he was just kind of frustrated with the way we were playing. And you know what? I, 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 didn't, I didn't blame him. I, I felt probably in line with him. But there's got to be a way that we can together solve those issues and those problems and certainly in timeouts those things are being confronted and talked about but we've got to have more stamina on both ends of the floor doing what we're doing stamina. and i think the confrontation piece is really really good and yeah, i think it's really, really healthy i think it needs to happen I agree as much you. as possible totally you got outscored 66 to 49 in the second half that was really beneficial that we're, confrontation. we're talking about heart and stamina in game one and players only meetings and then billy put in another stick of gum he did i Like I can't even get mad at this team. It's that which even is unusual it. for it's, you. I like I did. You're going to blow your top at some point. I, you'll blow I, your top. Really? Like yeah. I'm just yeah, you not. I, yeah, you will. A <laughs> couple more of these. You'll blow your top. But what are the expectations? Forty-three wins at best. What, you think this team is three games better than last year's total? What, that, what, what I'm saying. What's the high point? Like what's what? Twenty-two the, wins. No, no, no. 22. What's, what's the high level? What's the best case know. scenario? Like, what am I really getting mad about? They're a 500 team. Did they may not win 44? That they instead may win 37? Like, what makes you even think they can win more games than they did last year? Everything broke right for them last year. year. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, there's no real ceiling here. This, what, what was Michael's thing? The ceiling is ceiling the ceiling is the roof? This is the ceiling is the floor. This, this, the Bulls catchphrase is the ceiling's the floor. I think they need more confrontation. 
more confrontation. It's good. Said well, it's if good you for were the Billy, if you were Billy, was the better way to go? You're kicking me out. I'm kicking you out. Yeah. Yo, I'm closing the door. F you. You're kicking me out of the locker room? You guys think you're doing a players only meeting on game one? You get out. Go well, home. They accomplished one of their goals this year. One of their goals was to hoist more threes. They shot 42 threes last night. They made 12 of them, meaning they missed 30 of them. So is this just a make or miss league? And when Don't they know. make more, they'll be better? Now, or, now or they just... compare that to the Thunder. Again, the Bulls shot 42 of them. The Thunder shot 39 of them. The Thunder made 19. They made 49% of their threes. Bulls made 29% of their threes. Uh, 312-332-3776. More of your phone calls coming up. And would you rather, last call for your would you rather is next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Hey, this is Coach Mike Dick. Greg Olson here. This is Stacy King. Hey, this is D Rose. What up? This is Luda Chris. Hello, this is Stick and Bird. Would you like to play a little? Would you rather? Oh, my. More of your phone calls coming up here at around 5. We'll also play you some Luke Getzi sound, some more Billy sound as well, some craziness from uh, last night. Brought to you by the Pride Stores. Best cast, uh, question, uh, the Would You Rather question. We'll get you a gift card to the Pride Stores. What do we have, boys? All right. Matt wants to know, would you rather be able to communicate with aliens or understand your pet's thoughts? This is we a get little, a lot of yeah. these lately. Unoriginal. Um, I mean, communicate you, with Matt. aliens because then you've discovered something. Yes. Like I, My dog wants to poop and wants to eat. Like... I don't think there are a ton of thoughts going through Lola's well, so mind. So you don't know that, though. So you think? Well, I watch her behavior, so like a scientist, like a, like an, an animal scientist. And I'm telling you, I love her dear, dearly with every ounce of fabric in my body. I don't think there's a lot there. I really don't. Well, she may be thinking the same thing about you. Fine, but I would still rather meet an alien or hear what an alien has to say That's than understand true. what my dog thinks. You know, know what my dog thinks? She barks. She wants food. She goes to the front door. She wants out. Because she can't communicate with you. She's like... She's not breaking down the cover, too. You, well, like, she's very basic. Yeah, because she's probably saying to you, this dude's basic. All he's doing is sitting in front of this she electrical sleeps thing. 19 hours a day. Maybe she'd want to do something more fun, but she can't communicate with you. Because you don't speak her language. Again, don't make me talk bad about my dog. My dog's Why do you limited. Hate Lola, love her. Why trust are you me, I her like, dumb. Tr- trust me, I appreciate that dog more than most. Okay, people. What's next? All right, Nicholas wants to know: Would you rather be able to breathe underwater or have shape shifting abilities? Shape shifting yeah. abilities. Yeah. Like what? What? What is breathing underwater truly going? to I don't want to spend more. You know, I don't want to spend a ton of time underwater. For what reason? What does that serve? It me? is a cool thing to do. There's but some cool stuff down there. It is there. I, I do like going snorkeling. I would like to go scuba diving eventually. It's fun for a couple of hours, an hour maybe. Well, you could extend that time underwater if you could breathe underwater without 
Yeah, but after you've been there for an hour, I mean, I, I have no interest in being able to breathe underwater. No, what was the other uh, shape shifting? Yeah. yeah, like I'd be a skinwalker, right? Isn't that what the a what skinwalker? That's what they're called. Like it's you didn't you don't know what those know they had creatures are? Yes, shapeshifters. That's what they're called. Native Americans. Like there is a huge show called Skinwalker Ranch on the History Channel. It's really cool. You should watch it. You do watch you watch a lot of television and then you you surprise me with these shows that I never knew you watched. Yes. By the way, like the History Channel TV guide from you. Yes. By the way, uh, the Legend of Oak Island is the new season comes back the first week of November. The Legend the, of Oak, well, Oak Island. I don't know it's a legend or it's the Curse of Oak Island, whatever Oakley it is. Oakley Island. Oak Island in Nova Scotia. All they've about been Charles looking, Oakley slapping they've been people. Lo- they've been looking for treasure for I think thirteen years. They still haven't found oh. it, but I'm still hooked. One year, sounds they like will. Outer Banks. Yeah. Gonna be a big payoff. <laughs> Did you say sound like Outer Banks? Yeah, sounds like Outer Banks. That's not a, a treasure hunt yeah, it show, is. is it? It is, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh huh. What's next? Uh, McMuffin wants to know Would you rather go to an all vegan Thanksgiving or a no. New Year's Eve party without alcohol? The vegan. I think you can get a lot of vegan food that does taste good, but Plus you can't you go to a new, new Year's Eve. First of all, I don't love New Year's Eve parties. I like to chill out, but I do still like to drink on New Year's Eve. I can't do New Year's Eve without alcohol. I like to go for a good dinner with alcohol. Uh, if I'm going to a party, I want to drink. Right? You can, you can find good meals with that's vegan. I've never had a vegan meal, but I'm not opposed to it. Aren't there vegan food items that taste like turkey? Yeah, but how does your body process vegan a vegan meal? Would I have diarrhea from it? Yes, you have diarrhea from anything. But I mean, if you introduce something like that, would I have more diarrhea? Yes. Is that true? Or are you just coming no, to... it's yeah. more diarrhea from Really? Me. Yes. Do you guys know? Are you guys vegans? Not a vegan back here. I don't think your body's used to it. So I think you, think you I'd would tr- I'd struggle with it. I th- I don't, yeah, I just think that it would just push it right out. I don't know if it, you would struggle with it. The struggle is usually if you go back. So like if you have been a vegan or a vegetarian for a long time and then you go back to right. being a carnivore. Okay. I just can't imagine a sober New Year's Eve. Like, as I can't, far I can't as imagine. Especially your age. I can't imagine a sober Thursday night, much less New Year's Eve. Yeah, I'm drinking tonight. I am too. Especially if that commute's going to be extra oh, long. Oh, Jesus. Again. I had to have one, too. Like, I have, believe it or not, I have consciously stayed away from the booze for the last four days. I got home yesterday. I go, sorry, I, I, I'm not going to. It's not that I'm ignoring you. I got to pour myself a drink right away. I had no intention of drinking yesterday. I wanted to see how many days in a row I could I could string together. And then Wednesday. When I got it. home, the first thing I did is I waved to my wife. Said hello to my mother-in-law who's in town and went straight to the wine cooler. Yeah, yeah. Do we have one more? Um, or is that good? Yeah, that's pretty okay. much all of them. Uh, what was that last one again? The, the vegan Thanksgiving mm, or uh, mm. boozeless New Year's Eve. You pick one, Tyler, and give it to the winner. All right. All right I think uh, that's the one. Luke Getzey talks Bajent. Is he surprised by all this? And then your thoughts, were you more embarrassed by the Bears opener or the Bulls opener? Um, Team meetings, players-only meetings on opening night. 
and uh, your favorite uh, rants that you quote often in the wake of this Singletary rant, which is having its anniversary today. Lots going on. We're guest-free for the final hour, so we want to hear from you. 312-332-3776. All your calls coming up next.